Welcome to episode three, season six of Gather Influence podcast. This season, we are featuring all things the female voice, a huge passion here at Gather for Kathy and I. My name is Vanessa and I am coming to you from Montreal, Quebec. And Kathy Stopchuk lives in Toronto. She is founder, lead catalyst of Gather Women. We began a coaching cohort last year in the middle of pandemic. We piloted Gather Voices Coaching. It was a six-month immersive experience. It was one of the favorite things we did last year as a movement. And women joined us from all across the nation to really invest into their voice formation and curation of their voice. There are guest coaches that come from all around the world to pour in. There's assessments and assignments that they bring so we can continue to, again, champion and clarify and even just see more concreted than it already was their voice and their message. It's a brilliant experience. It's six months together. We all got so connected and really became friends beyond just this cohort. And we are launching our second opportunity, our second cohort in June this year. Applications are open for that. And we're making it possible for people from all around the world to both hear in our nation, those girls whose feet are firmly planted in the soil of Canada, but beyond because the time zone can work for many other girls as well. And we believe not only in our own nation, but now in this time in history, it is time for the female voice, the female church, the female kingdom come carriers to really raise their voice and and see it released where God wants it and the spheres that God would love their voice in. So we want to come alongside you and champion that in you. All season, you're going to hear from some of our cohort, 2021 cohort. Today, this is one of my favorite people in the gather world, and her name is Rebecca Donner. She came through as an intern, put her hand up her yes. You're going to hear about that in this podcast in 2019 and 2020 and right in the middle of a pandemic she not only put her hand up to intern but her yes led her really to leadership opportunities that without what she carries on our executive lead team we would not be doing what we are doing now as a movement so much of what you see behind the scenes so much of the hosting that goes on the collective that we have the decisions that are being made she just has this strong and clear and passionate voice for God's church and God's kingdom and women in that story. She carries a multifaceted life and roles in her life. And so she talks about that. That's exactly what her whole podcast is on today. She's talking about the multifaceted masterpiece that she's come to recognize God has called her to be. And it's a really profound conversation because there's so many people that want to tell us we can only ever do one thing and lots of great wisdom around doing the right thing and the right time. 
But Rebecca really speaks differently into the fact that we have a few lanes in our highway. And as long as that highway, the cars are moving in the same direction or you are the car moving in the same direction that you could be on different lanes and have a few things going in those different lanes. And so it's a great conversation so much so that I then move into the second part of this podcast with her and we really go even further into practically applying some of that revelation into our everyday life as women. We discuss calling and assignment and wisdom to know what to do and when. And so we have just watched Rebecca over the last few years. We have watched her voice form not only in the leadership of Gather, but also in her own church, on the board of her church. We've seen her voice form in her women's ministry. And she is a wife to her high school sweetheart and a mom to four amazing kids. Rebecca works full-time in business partnership with her sister-in-law in real estate and she serves on the elders board at her local church and is actively involved in several ministries there she is a profound speaker who uses her voice to impart the love of god and his life and truth to the world around her And she is on our executive team at Gather, serving right alongside Kathy, key decision maker in this movement. And with her spare time in her world, she is also studying a Master's of Theology at Tyndale Seminary. And she is all things about organization, all things about a calendar, all things about a color-coded calendar. And you're going to love her if you don't already know her. You're going to love her. So we're going to dive right into her conversation. She was in our cohort this year. And of course, she carries with us. But she really came into that cohort to also grow this voice and this calling on her life to communicate. So why don't you listen to Rebecca right now? Well, hello there, friends. My name is Rebecca Doner, and I have served on the lead team here at Gather Women for about a year and a half, and it is my pleasure and privilege to share with you today on the Gather Influence podcast. I want to take a moment to talk with you about what I'm going to call my discovery of being a multifaceted masterpiece. Now, that's kind of a big title, but hopefully will get your attention because I believe that this is relevant and hopefully will be meaningful for some or many of you out there. So who am I? I am a daughter of Christ, a wife of just over 21 years to my high school sweetheart. I am a mother of four children aged 9 to 15. I serve in my local church context on the board of elders as well as in youth and women's ministry. I serve here at Gather as I mentioned. I speak at different women's events and conferences and I'm also a successful businesswoman in partnership in real estate with my stunning sister-in-law. Additionally, I'm I'm a seminary student. I'm a lover of food, crocheting, puzzles, and sitting in my big chair with a cat on my lap and a cup of tea in my hand. I am many, many, many things, as I'm sure most of you are. Your titles and labels will sound and look different, but most likely you'll have a list of your own. Now here's the thing. For a long time, I believed that all the different pieces of who I was, motherhood, marketplace, and ministry, were in conflict with one another. I can't tell you exactly where that idea came from. I don't have sort of specific stories or experiences that would clearly identify the source. I do have some thoughts and ideas on 
culture past and present and the roles of women over the years, but unfortunately those thoughts are beyond the scope of this particular podcast. But what is important for you to know is that whatever the reason, that is what I believed. When I started working in real estate, I had actually been an entrepreneur prior to that, owning a wholesale bakery for almost a decade, and I was making a change. And I wrote my first real estate exam when I was eight months pregnant with my second child. And by the time I was fully licensed, I had an almost two-year-old and a 10-month-old. Of course, I would go on to have two more children. And so over the first couple years of building this business, I was pregnant or having a baby on and off for quite a little while. Somewhere along that process, I began to act as though I believed that my motherhood invalidated my marketplace presence. I remember going to meetings with clients and as we would get talking to one another and get to know one another, sometimes they would ask me if I had children and of course that was okay and I would happily say yes. Then they would ask a question I was a little more uncomfortable with and they would ask me how many and I would say four. And that was more often than not responded to with a bit of surprise and actually it is still really but I would navigate through it just fine. Finally, sometimes they would ask the question I would dread. How old are they? And I didn't want to answer. I believed at that time if I said that they are 642 and newborn, which they were early in my career, I would somehow be invalidating my capacity to serve with excellence in the marketplace, despite the fact I didn't believe that to be true. I knew I was competent and capable and good at my job, and I knew that that had nothing to do with how many children I had or how old they were. I knew that. Still, I would find myself justifying my ability and explaining all the ways and reasons why my motherhood would not impact my ability to do my job. And so I began early on in my career compartmentalizing those areas of my life. And likewise, When I would volunteer in my kids' classrooms as they got older or chaperone on field trips, pick them up from school in the afternoon, there was never a mention or reference or suggestion to my work or what I did because I thought somehow if I verbalized my work, I was lessening myself as a mom. And so I kept those parts of my life separate. Now moving forward several years later after building up my business and feeling God's blessing and prosperity on my efforts, I had, I believe, a call on my life to use my voice for the kingdom of God. I had always served in my local church, but this was something more. After thinking and praying about it, I believed in those moments that that meant I would have to stop working at my career. I believed that my call to ministry meant I could no longer be in the marketplace. And I became very wary and nervous talking about anything to do with work or business around any sort of church gathering or with church friends or community because I believed that my success and experience in the marketplace, which I wholly attributed to God, always and only to God, somehow that invalidated my ministry efforts. And so I began to compartmentalize those areas of my life too. And for a long time, that's how I operated. And if I'm honest, there are moments and days where I find myself still in the middle of that same struggle. But as I worked through all that was going on in my head and my heart and I prayed about it, I was reminded that in my life, God has always sort of had a very specific way of what I would say, politely ushering me through a door he either wants me to exit or enter. It was a familiar experience for me. And so I asked God, If you want me to go into ministry, then just usher me out the door of of my business and I'll go. And as I prayed that he would do just that, instead of ushering me out 
over the next couple of years, he greatly blessed our business. He greatly blessed it. By this time, I was in partnership with my sister-in-law, and we saw things that I couldn't imagine. We had opportunity to watch what I felt like miracles happening for our believing clients. We were able to come alongside people and serve them in incredible ways, and he brought provision beyond which we hadn't seen before. Unfortunately, I had so deeply believed the lie that all the individual pieces of my life were in conflict. I believed it so much that I determined I must not have heard the call right. I must have been wrong. God was clearly blessing my marketplace presence and using that for his purpose. And so that must be where I should be. And I decided that God did not have a plan for my voice, that I was mistaken. However, not long after coming to that conclusion, I experienced some very clear affirmations from people that I indeed should be using my gift of communication for the kingdom. And so I wrestled with that for a long time. And as I said, I sometimes still do. And I ask God to explain, which is funny that we do that because he doesn't owe me an explanation. I was trying to be all of these different things, all of these different pieces, and I didn't understand which one he wanted from me. And this is what I believe that God showed me. He showed me that my wrestling was because I was living my life like a puzzle still in the box. All the pieces were there and each one was purposed and intentional. But you could only see and experience the masterpiece when they were assembled into a whole. I was trying to decide which piece I was, but I was not any one piece. I was not only a mother or a marketplace leader or a ministry leader. They were just the things that I did. They weren't who I was. And I believe that God called me not to step into any of those roles or all of those roles, but to step into who he designed and purposed me to be. I realized that my gifts of positivity and being strategic and being an achiever along with my spiritual gift of giving and teaching and leadership, all those things were who I was. God had made me somebody who was quick thinking, highly productive, a good communicator, caring and compassionate to other people, an organizer and planner. He made me those things and more. They were who I was and stepping into them and seeking Jesus and what he wanted me to do with those gifts is what led me down the many paths I was walking. I realized that the reason I was feeling a lack of being complete, the reason I was feeling a lack of wholeness wasn't because I wasn't choosing the one thing or the right thing. It was because I was fragmenting myself rather than seeing myself as a multifaceted masterpiece created by God. You know, when you go to an art gallery, you will see uh, everything on the canvas from something that looks like it's painted one solid color, things, you know, uh, from the Romantic era, Impressionist era, or abstract, things that are very simple and clean that are calm, uh, to things that seem like chaos on the canvas. But the thing that they all have in common is that they are all masterpieces. Each one's different, just like each one of us. You know, there's a lot of language right now that talks about keeping in our lane. And, and while I think it is absolutely true that some people are called to a one-way street and a clearly focused lane, others of us are, are placed on a, on a four-lane highway where the lanes merge in and out. But what God has taught me is what is important is that all of my lanes are heading in the same direction. All of my lanes are pursuing the same goal, which is to have kingdom purpose. Kingdom purpose as a mother, kingdom purpose in the marketplace, kingdom purpose as a ministry leader. I'm traveling in the same direction regardless of which lane I'm in. 
all of the pieces of my life are different parts of one greater call, which is to give God all I've got and to pursue the heart of Jesus for my life and for this world so that I can share the good news of the gospel with those around me. I hope that for some of you today who might be struggling to feel like you've been put in many different places and you are doing many different things and you feel like you need to choose one or you don't know how you can manage trying to do all these things separately and maybe you're beginning to compartmentalize like I did and and you find it exhausting. My challenge and encouragement to you would be stop focusing on, on what you're doing, the things you're doing, and instead spend some time discovering who you are, who God made you to be. And then ask God to lead you to the places where he wants you to go because they're the only places we should want to go. And then wherever he leads you, to one lane or many, to the country road or the busy city highway of life, just give all you've got to God and start to put the pieces of your life together and allow yourself to enjoy the masterpiece that God is creating in you and with your life. Thanks for listening today. Be blessed. So I get to now have a conversation with Rebecca, like an appendix to her amazing podcast that we just heard. So hi, Rebecca. Hi, Vanessa. I'm so happy to be here with you. You know, any moment together of us is so energizing. I think we've got um, so many things we love and have in common, passion points, and we are both Enneagram type nine. (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) do. So, so different and so many strengths of yours that I've just been honored to really see come right to the surface of your forefront of your leadership life here in Gather. So as we introduced you before, there's so many different uh, roles that you carry in your life. And that's what you were really talking about in this podcast as well. So I was excited to actually take your podcast and then continue the conversation here because I felt as I was listening to it, like many of our listeners will be really identifying with a lot of what you were saying. I feel like there is a shift that has happened in the kingdom for women where there is becoming permission, just that permission to find those things that delight their heart and find those things they're passionate about. And also um, we've always been good at it, but now I guess celebrate that multitasking that women Mm -hmm. do do. So I had a few things I wanted to just follow up on from your conversations. And um, I immediately heard your recording and said, the sense in me lately has been actually, why does it have to feel like language needs to be bivocational? I know it's just language that kind of explains, oh, I'm in this vocation and this vocation, or I work in ministry, or I have a ministry on my heart and I work here. But I've been kind of trying to explore what does what would multivocational look like? Or why do we say like bi or multi when there could be and should be an overarching sense of vocational calling to a whole lot of areas of our life? So we went back and forth on that. Just speaking to elaborate a little bit more on that thought of realizing it's more than one thing that we're doing. 
Yeah, I think that that has been something that's been part of my life as long as I can remember. You know, I wanted to be on the sports teams and on student council and this and that and this. And and that's really followed me through um, into adulthood. And I think it's difficult because we kind of live in a world that makes us think we have to choose. But the reality is, is that I've learned over time, as you heard, after being in much conflict, that sometimes I don't think we do. And I think it's what you said. It, it, it's determining, is there an overarching call? Is there a bigger, greater vision that all of these pieces are a part of? Um, you know, I had mentioned in, in the podcast being on a four-lane highway, but so long as all the lanes are going in the same direction. So the question is, what is that direction for your life? Maybe it's it's serving people. Maybe it's, you know, helping people in a certain way. Maybe it's using your voice. Maybe it's using a certain gifting or skill. Well, you can do that in multiple areas of your life. You can, you can use your voice in leadership, in your home, in your marketplace, in a ministry. And I think for me, it's, it's about that. It's realizing that they're not actually running into each other. They're running alongside each other. I think it's different for everybody determining what your capacity is. I think what we need to do is stop looking side to side and saying, well, they do this or they do this or she does this. And so many times we say, oh, they do so much or they do this or they should be doing more. We have a problem of looking to the side. I think we're each called differently by God. And I think that some of us have one, one specific lane and call that we are just deeply immersed in. And I think for other people, like I said, for myself, you know, I've had times where I've had opportunities put in front of me. Gather would be one of them um, where gather came across my desk and, and there was a yes from the Holy Spirit. And I was like, but one more thing, but one more thing. And I remember praying to be released from something else. And it was a very clear no. It was no, this is this is not to compete with what you're doing. This is to complement with what you're doing. Wow. Because it's 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 again, it was all God's, I think he is building a, like you said, a bigger overarching plan and goal. And for me, that looks like he's developing me and growing me in all these individual spheres for one bigger, one bigger vision. And I'm excited to see really what that is and how that plays out. But gather has certainly been. Like I said, gather has been a compliment to that. That is profound right there. What in and something I think we could all keep asking. And it's great language too. What this doesn't have to be in competition. It could complement. And we where you and I have, you know, worked together now over the last few years. Such an honor to do that at the beginning of pandemic. Isn't that crazy that that's when this whole thing kind of so crazy. began for us? And I think that's part of it is if you know your overarching sense, not even like a clear call, but an overarching sense of God's direction for you, God's design on you. So even when you say yes, and we noticed this in Gather, you were saying a yes, but we quickly came to recognize some strengths and some gift sets that um, were the ones you could serve best with. And so think that's a really important part even for a woman and I coach this out a lot with women in their yes it used to be yes whatever and and I still think that the heart of that is great but yes whatever but I have this to offer because I'm noticing I could best you know bring this strength or this benefit so it's got the heart of I'll use that wherever but I do show up you know with these kind of gifts and when a woman understands that that those gifts could be used in those different lanes 
that sometimes is a switch for a woman. I know in the marketplace, lots of girls we do life with, pastor, coach, it's it's a woman in a marketplace going, okay, how do I take that gift and then use it where I want to use it maybe in a ministry that is, you know, not in marketplace and speak into that for a moment. How do you bring the same person or the same, those same strengths and be able to use them in those different lanes? I love that. What I really liked about what you said is when you said about women, you know, that they used to kind of bring and say, okay, whatever, but now there's a little bit more direction to that. And I think it's, I'm finding in my life, and I think this is true for a lot of women, I know that they just want what they do to matter. They want to feel like it matters. And when I say matters, I I don't mean like self-validation. I mean like matter for kingdom purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that they're, they're willing to say, I'll step in and I'll do that. But But I want, and I know that I've said that to you in our conversation, so long as I feel I will serve however and wherever you want me, so long as I feel like there's like a a purpose to it and a meaning to it. And so I think that that's why we're saying, and so in terms of, you know, bringing your, your skills from one place to another, it is a big adjustment. And, you know, when you, when you have a, when you're a business owner and you have employees, you just, you know, you tell them what to do and they do it and you make the boundaries and you make the timelines and they're getting paid. And, you know, it's a very different relationship than walking into a ministry where you have a team of volunteers who have an array of skills. You haven't, you know, you've given them an application and asked them to submit, you know, they have an array of skills. They're willing, they're eager, they're beautiful, um, but also an array of availability, an array of capacity. And you need to sort of orchestrate. And and for someone like me, who typically is, you know, I've been a a, a business owner for a long time. I've worked myself for a long time. And I've worked independently for a lot of that time. Um, To go into a team and to have to try to work with them and build a team as opposed to orchestrate employees, (laughs) there's a learning curve involved in that. Um, And I think in terms of how you bring those skills, so uh, I really believe that, um, you know, we often think that we are what we do, and and we are, and I I always say that, you know, I I think it's important for us to realize that the things that we do flow from who we are, not the other way around, who we are does not flow from the things we do. And so that reminds me that, you know, I might do things a certain way in the marketplace, but I do them from who I am. And so I look to that purpose because I care for people because I believe in excellence, because I want to honor God, because, you know, whatever those, those core beliefs and standards are, they are the things from which my business practices flow. So when I go into ministry or when I'm in my home, if I'm, if you're a mother or if you're a spouse, those core principles and beliefs of who I am don't change. They don't change just how I lay them out will. So if I have a heart to be compassionate, if I have a heart to lift people up, if I have a heart to, to, to provide excellent service, if I have whatever, I love organization, Vanessa, you know, I love you. <laughs> I know you do. And I'm so grateful for that because it's not my strength. <laughs> you know it, right? So, but those core, those core pieces of who I am don't change right. because I'm in a new environment. But I do have to, I do have to challenge myself to do a learning curve of how, how do I now manifest those in a way that is the most effective in this place? And, and so you go and you say, okay, well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to 
respond differently here, but it doesn't mean that who you are changes. It just means how you roll that out needs to be a little bit fluid. And there's a, there's a learning and a challenge. I think God grows us in that. Um, but I think it's that remembering that what we're doing isn't what's defining it. It's, it's, it's who we are and everything flows from there. Does that make any sense? Really does. And I'm hearing you say, if I can, if my purpose is fairly clarified in this, so the, uh, the, even though you don't know straight away the why, but that overarching sense of Mm -hmm. how God's calling you, who he's calling you to be. But we cover that a lot in, as we are really showing that our listeners, what gather voices and that coaching cohort accomplishes that's one thing I've really loved is in those early sessions we're looking at a woman's voice and we talk about her voice being like her strengths her spiritual gifts her story like we get them to do some story mapping so all of a sudden then a woman's starting to go exactly this voice this the the ringing true of who I am from the you know, when I stand strong in this, I could show up in all those different places and bring my voice and bring that sense of who I am to this part of my life. Mm-hmm. So that some of those deep dives we do in the in the coaching is probably so foundational. And I know Kathy's put it there right at the outset because it's exactly what you said. It doesn't, you're not defined by your, what we, I call like language, like your assignment, your actually specific assignment for now, you're defined a lot more by your identity, who you are, strengths God's given you, Mm -hmm. and then where you can best serve in those seasons, you serve as that person, right? You bring your whole voice Mm -hmm. and your whole person to that. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things that we really get ourselves trapped in is thinking that that purpose needs to be a really specific thing. And there are people who have that, like Mm -hmm. they just have a really detailed, specific, calm purpose. But when I say like your overarching, like it can be something as simple as I just want to love people well. I just feel the desire to love people well. So then how do you do that in every different environment? How do you do that in every conversation? Um, You know, maybe it's, it's, I, maybe you feel a really distinct, you know, desire to lead people to Christ, to really evangelize people. Well, there's a way to do that in every environment and every different thing. But for me, I mean, for me, I think, uh, you know, you talk about, we do with our internship too at Gather, we go through all of our things. So one of the things we did was our strengths and my strength is positivity which I laugh at because I don't really feel like it sounds like a strength. So I always joke with my kids. Now my superpower is positivity is what I tell them. <laughs> so good. But I, I actually always feel this drive wherever I am to try to, to lift the weight that other people are feeling. You know, I always say to try to make the broken feel whole or try. And so I try to share that. So, because I believe that that's a reflection of Jesus to the world, right? If, if we can, if we can share some of that fruit of joy with the world. And so I can, how I manifest that at work and how I manifest that ministry or my home might look different, um, but it's the same fruit. It's the yeah. same goal. It's the same purpose. So I think don't box yourself in thinking, I don't know my, I don't know my clearly defined call. I think God is moving me constantly. And I think he's, I know the direction I'm going. I'm going in the direction of Jesus, right? That's the direction I'm going. I always say I'm I'm pursuing the heart of Jesus. But if you ask me what that specific end is, 
I think some people feel that and others of us don't yet know, and that's okay. I think just releasing that to be like, that's okay. Part of your journey is the discovery, right? Part of the journey is the, where is like, where's God taking me now? What's around this bend? And, you know, maybe if, if, if we use that highway analogy, like highways expand into four lanes and then they shrink into two and then they expand, like, don't, don't assume that everything's going to stay the same. And, and I think that if we just allow ourselves to accept that it could be general and not specific, it takes a lot of pressure off of us to have this sort of detailed plan for our lives. Mm, so good. We talked earlier about the highway analogy. I think it's a brilliant one. And now the contracting, I love that. And sometimes it feels in our life like, we're behind that bus, right? It's a one lane. He gets annoyed behind that school bus, you know. So before I moved from Australia to Canada, no, when I moved. So my first few weeks here in the craziness and put my kids in school and the bus stopped and that stop sign came out. Well, I didn't know that you stop at that. And so I just drove past it. I must have had every mother like on that whole entire street, every other car and I'm like bipping me, like, don't go past, don't go past. Oh. How good is that? Just right there, that thought, even that when that stop sign comes out, it's because someone else just needs to be safe and protected. And sometimes that's what the Lord's doing on our journey too, right? Mm-hmm. So but I think that's a whole other conversation. How do we share the lane, right? How do we, <laughs> oh, right? Like when we're, when we're in a lane, how do we share it? Right? Oh, and- this is good. This is another <laughs> whole podcast. But listen, we also talked a bit about that overarching sense of calling. So I, I and I, and we talk a lot. I know I preach a lot about that. Where, where's my name being called right now? Right? Like, so if this is what, I know a lot of even time management things say, what's what you only you can do, right? So what are those things that only you can do versus releasing what others could do? So there's some, you know, exploration around that for people. But then we talk a lot about assignments. Well, there's specific assignments that we're in for seasons of our life. It doesn't just need to be one. Like often you're in school, you've got a few assignments going at once, you know, but that oh that overarching you're studying an overarching you know type of degree right and that's what I think we're more than anything if women could start to contend for that just that okay I'm going to be faithful with this assignment and I may not know exactly like what the name of that degree is right now but that faithfulness you are brilliant at giving a few tools to Um, the prioritizing of those if you have like four assignments and you're a good organizer so I want to hear this from you (laughs) so if you have four assignments going at once in your life or for different you know things that require of you energy focus um, as a woman as we all do what does it look like to go I should do this part of this assignment or prioritize this in my life Um, how do you do that Rebecca uh, well, I think the first thing I would say, because people often ask me, I get asked a lot, how do you do all of the things you do? I laughed at your school analogy because actually one of the lanes I'm currently in is school. And so, <laughs> right. So Where I'm like, oh, are. I know exactly what that, that feels like. Um, but I always say, don't do it alone. So 
the first thing I would say before I answer that is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, we are not responsible for doing all the things. We might be responsible for ensuring all the things are done, but we're not responsible necessarily for doing all the things. Those are, those are different things. And I, I'm gonna say that again, we're, we might be responsible for ensuring things are done, but not necessarily doing all the things ourselves. Um, so I, I have people who help and trusted people who help. So the first thing you touched on this is I would say, what are the things in front of me I have to, I have to do? Mm-hmm. What are the things that, and I think if you really, if I'm entirely honest, if I put my pride aside <laughs> and I'm honest with myself, out of my list, there are very few things on my list that I am irreplaceable for if I'm honest. Now in my career, there are certain things you have to be licensed to do. So I have to do those things. When I hand in an assignment at school, I have to be the one to write that assignment. There are certain things with my children, certain things with my, my church board that Mm -hmm. I have to be the one to do that. So first of all, I determine which are the things I have to do. And then I would say after that, what are the things I just really want to do? What are the things that I want to do most that I would find the most enjoyable? That would be something that would make me feel like my, like I said, my purpose is being fulfilled, like my cup is being fulfilled or that I would just enjoy. And then I would say what's left. Mm -hmm. And I would start to source them out in the reverse order. The what's left stuff, I would start to see, okay, who can I ask for help from that? Who can I get somebody to do that with? And I would also say, don't assume that every time you don't do something, it's a lesser experience. So I'll give you a little example. I have a lot of kids and I have to drive them a lot of places. And and when I got to a point where that was a lot, I, I started asking my dad, who's amazing, Um, just, and I thought, oh, I'm asking him just to come and pick one of them up from school and drive them to their activity. I'm like, oh, it's such a big drive for a little, the time that they get to have with their grandfather is such a blessing. It's a short time, but it's a blessing. And so while I was feeling like, oh, I should be the one doing that. And that's my responsibility. If I had, if I had listened to that voice, I actually would have taken away this, this wonderful opportunity. So getting help and inviting other people into your story is sometimes a blessing for them and, and your work and the people around you in ways you don't even know. Um, So I would say I would in the reverse order, the things that are left over and then the things that I want that I would, I would see what I can get help with. And I would also ask myself, and I'm really very, not very good at this. Do I need to do this? What happens if this doesn't get done today? Right. What happens? What does that worst case scenario look like? Yeah. Can it be done another day? Um, and the answer is often yes. We just, we just don't want to wait. And so mm-hmm. I think just taking some time to have perspective and of course a good color coded calendar. Cause I can't not have this <laughs> podcast without saying that. <laughs> uh, I actually need to be mentored by you in a color coded calendar. So no, but I think that, I think that that's what I would say is, is, is ask yourself, what do you really need to do? What, what can't you, what can't you be replaced okay. for? Yeah. And then, and then move on from there, but don't be afraid. I don't think we're good at asking for help. I think we see asking for help as, as failure and it's not, it's not. 
Now, lastly on that, you used a profound word before when we were talking, you weigh the weight of Mm. those decisions. So when you are also asking those questions, you weigh the weight of showing up where you need to show up and what is it, what's it going to cost and what's the benefit really of it. But I love that phrase, you weigh the weight, just speak into that for a moment. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I use that expression. So I said that, you know, when I consider if I can go or don't go to something, if I am there or I'm not there, I weigh the weight of, of what the loss will be. Um, it's sort of like a risk and a reward analysis, but like I weigh the weight of like, can I, can I, if, if I miss that, will I ever get that back? If I, you know, and if I don't, what is the consequence of that? The reality is, is that there are consequences to, to our choices and our decisions. And by consequences, I don't always mean negative. It's just what happens after a decision. So I ask myself, and is that something I'm going to be able to carry? Is that something I'm comfortable with? And, you know, this actually, uh, you brought up school. This actually happened to me recently with school. Um, we had a loss, a death in the family, and it was right when some things were due. And I am somebody who, for myself, have very high academic standards And I weighed the weight of what if I just don't hand in this assignment? Like, what does that look like if I just don't? And I end up with whatever mark and it changes whatever. And I was like, is that something I can carry? And I decided that, yeah, it it was. I had actually done about half of it. And so I just, I messaged my professor. They ended up giving me an extension in the end, actually funny enough. But I was like, I'm just not, I'm not gonna push myself. I'm not gonna run myself ragged. But I did have to, there was going to be a consequence if I handed in a half done assignment. And so I just weighed what that would look like for me. Now I know there's much bigger conversations and much bigger things you're weighing, but maybe you're thinking about, you know, leaving the marketplace and going into ministry and you're going to lose an income if you do that. And, and so you weigh the weight of what that's going to look like. And, and you sit with that a little bit and say, am I going to, because you can't do it. And then sort of hold everybody else, you know, everybody else sort of feel the negativity of the choice that you made. So you sort of weigh the weight of it. And what's that going to look like? What are the, what will that play out for your family, for yourself, for your future? But I also say, if you try something and it doesn't work, then change it, right? Like if you, if you hop in a lane and you're like, oh, maybe I, maybe I heard wrong. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. There are very few things in our life that we can't, un, that we can't change. And so I'm never afraid to try something. And actually that's how I landed at gather. I was like, I'm going to give this a go. This seems like a good thing. And I felt like God was saying it was a yes. And then, you know, I came in as an intern and then I was invited to the exec team and I'm like, sure, I'm just going to, just going to do that. But at any point, if I had gone, what is it I'm doing? I wasn't, I could stop. And so I always remind people of that too. Like, don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to say yes, because, you know, maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised and you'll find yourself like me years later, sitting with Vanessa, having a conversation, so happy that you said yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for your yes. And I'm grateful for the growth that we've all experienced alongside one another. But I think part of the beauty of what happens is in gather is we are we're honoring that that sense of call on one another's Mm -hmm. life right both Mm -hmm. on a team level 
in all the different cohorts and voices and interns and collective that we have those relationships have that awe and wonder of what's on each other right and we want to celebrate that and I really genuinely feel that and mean that so it is wonderful to speak to you like this I could all day do this learn so much you're a hero in so many ways even in my own personal life and a dear friend so thank you for your voice today and just the elaboration of already what were profound thought in your podcast as a gather voice coaching cohort member and yet at the same time you carry so much of this leadership space and gather with us so I'm so glad more of our listeners get to know you like this well thank you Vanessa it is always a pleasure likewise I could feel like I could talk to you all day so it's been a pleasure Thanks, Rebecca. Well, I trust that you enjoyed that conversation with Rebecca and I and Rebecca's profound thoughts on being a woman who can really increase capacity and find that lane or multiple lanes in your life moving forward. And girls, this is the time for life to be moving forward. I know amidst all that it does feel like could even still be stored up in our body, the trauma of the last few years, there is what I believe is the cruciality of this window that we are living in right now. A lot is being shaken, but what is Uh, being defined and clarified in you in this season is what is unshakable kingdom within you design within you who you're called to be that unique place you have in the world and that voice you are called to show up with for such a time as this We invite you once more to this Gather Voices cohort launching in June. We are just lining up all our guest coaches. But more than that, I believe something of spiritual potency is going to be awakened and mobilized as Kathy and I have the honor and privilege of coming alongside you in this cohort, this second cohort, really there is no more crucial time for girls to gather in places like this and find safe spaces to clarify their voice and their presence for a watching and longing world that needs Jesus Christ, the hope of glory who resides within you and your unique design. Let us champion that. Let us call that up and out and that would be our honor and privilege so go to gatherwomen.com look up gather voices and register show your interest connect with us dm with us ask us lots of questions and we will look at your application ready for a june launch so we love you girls praying over this season for All that is being shaken will be shaken, but what will not be shaken is the kingdom of God within you. We love you.